the real truth, then there's the hill truth. This is your host, Ted Hill, otherwise known as the Hillbilly Hill. This is the Hill Truth Wrestling Podcast. I promised y'all a bonus episode, so that's what this is. Uh, I want to just give a, a shout out and appreciation and thanks to all my friends and followers and all of y'all that have been supporting me. Can't say uh, again how much I'm so happy on how well this podcast is doing, and it's all because of you. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, hope you caught last uh, week's episode, or one I released this past weekend, about Masked Heels with BC Hunter uh, from Wrestling with the Truth podcast. You can check him out. And the uh, week before, I had a great time with uh, guys from Jaded Wrestling, Will and Taylor. Be sure to check them out. And then uh, last Friday, I was on uh, their podcast breakdown so if you haven't listened to that yet listen to that we talked some tag team wrestling on their show on my show we had uh, talked about heel factions but I wanted to do just a little bonus episode I'm not in the uh, plus studio of moonshine media but today we're out in the truck we're out on the road and we're just coming we're gonna go live and raw I don't have Daniel my producer with me sound may be a little wild and weird and wonderful chaotic that's it we want to give that uh indie vibe today you know we're not going to be doing the production um like major wrestling companies have or major podcasts have today we're going to give you go back old school we're going to give you that raw feel we're going to give you that uh unscripted uh just down to the bare bones so i hope you can hear me okay and hope this will come through all right we're driving down the roads of america and today i'm hauling uh, furniture so uh trying to bring some uh, couches and other furniture goods from the distributor uh or excuse me from the uh plant to the distribution warehouse so then they can get out and get on the showroom floor so all y'all can buy some furniture or something all right. Look at that guy about to pull out in front of me there. Oh, we got to get in the air horn. Yeah, get out of my way. All right. So I wanted to do a little bonus episode. So that's what we're uh, wanting to come at you today. And I uh, hope you'll listen and hope you enjoy it. All right. So for this bonus episode, I want to talk about uh, some of my favorite heels. Uh, what some would say the mid-card, but uh, sometimes that can take a derogatory uh, meaning. So I'm just talking about some heels that are that I really enjoy their work, and they may never be in a title picture. So call them what you will, but I enjoy what they do. And uh, this week, uh, as I go through the next few weeks, I'm going to drop some more of these bonus episodes. But I want to talk about the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. Okay, so I'm not going to go into all their personal background and what they do outside of wrestling and all their indie stuff. Uh, You can go to Wikipedia or some other website and find all that. But when 
I was first introduced to him because if you listen to this podcast for uh, a long time, you know that I was a Laps fan, so I missed a lot of the big indie acts and some things that come up through there in the last several years. Uh, so, you know, I was first exposed to them on uh, AEW. And they come in, they come out from under the ring uh, from MJF. Uh, he's hired them, and they come in and attack Cody. And uh, I didn't know who they were, but I liked their presentation. I liked their look. And, uh, you know, it was hard for AEW. And people give some slack about, well, they got a bunch of people, nobody knew who they were. Well, when you're a startup wrestling company, you've got to get talent where you can find it to build a roster. And sometimes it is people that uh, the casual fan or people who don't follow our wrestling may not know, and they have to just come in and see. And, you know, and AEW has to do character development. And I thought they did good with uh, the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. They, you know, this mercenary act that comes in, and uh, they're just paid hitmen basically they're come in to beat people up and i'm going to talk a little bit more about that gimmick but just you know they come into AEW, they're with mjf uh feuding with cody and uh dustin qt marshall and uh then with the young bucks and ftr they then align themselves with the lucha brothers and then when the lucha brothers sort of turn on them then they're with eddie kingston so they're establishing themselves through some different feuds for the first couple of years there as being heels, coming in, beating people up. Again, they're they're not, you know, really in any title pictures, but they're serving a purpose. This purpose is, and uh, as I expand on this, is to get the faces over, to be someone that can come in and do the job do good in-ring performance um, and basically establish themselves. Uh, the Butcher did have some injuries a couple times there and he was out and then he was touring with his band and he was out a little bit so he's had some stop gaps but now it seems like he's back in full time uh, getting to be on TV a lot. Uh, they got uh, just recently been on TV they got, uh, I think, uh, I just watched Dynamite, and they're scheduled to be on Rampage again, and it's with, against the uh, Death Triangle, so long-term storytelling interweaving there. So this is some really good stuff that, that they're doing, and the AEW is keeping them relevant, even if they do lose a lot of matches. But now you could probably say, so now we have the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny pretty much established in AEW as these mercenaries. Okay, so Matt Hardy, he pays them to be on his payroll, and they're part of the Hardy family office. Okay, so let me stop first and talk about this mercenary gimmick. This is a great gimmick, and it's old as time okay back in the territory days especially there's no internet there's no major cable tv to where you know what wrestler came from where they may came come in for a few months different promotions especially a manager or something would bring someone in 
as a mercenary. Like Abdul the Butcher would go from um, territory to territory. And he would just come in to beat people up and to get money. Uh, or you might have a manager put a bounty on somebody. And then you'd have someone come in for a couple of months to feud with somebody. And it was they were there not to win championships, but to get money, to hurt people. Um, I even think in a way, not quite the same, but um, in a way it was sort of like that even with Jim Cornette when he took Ray Trailer and they turned him into uh, Big Bubba Rogers, put the suit and the sunglasses on him, and he was after Dusty Rhodes and was going to hurt him. And it wouldn't, you know, at the beginning, it was just about hurting Dusty Rhodes. Now, as the character went on after a month or two, Cornette mentioned about maybe winning a title or winning some matches or the bunkhouse stampede, some of that. But it was still, he was a bodyguard that was there to hurt somebody. Okay, so when you got the Butcher and the Blade, who are continuing this mercenary gimmick, that they are just there for the money. With the Hardy family office, and even as Andrade took it over, um, they don't have to win matches. It protects them. They can take a loss. And that's the great psychology behind it on being a heel. Again, as I've stressed so many times, the number one job of a heel is to make you hate them and to make the baby face look good. And the Butcher and the Blade can come out there and wreak havoc and they can take losses make the fan favorites look so good but yet it doesn't hurt them that much because it's not like they're in the title picture it's not like they're out cutting promos that you know uh, I want the TNT title or you know um, I want the world title or the tag team titles or anything like that they're there to get paid and and the commentary uh, commentary team really puts that over and helps establish that on TV. I've heard JR several times talk about, oh, they're just trying to get to the pay window. They're just trying to get their money. They're just trying to do all these things. And when you set that up, uh, especially for two good people like that, that can work good and have good matches, then it, it doesn't hurt them to take the loss. And uh, that's one thing I really love about it. Uh, you know, here recently, you've had the stuff with Darby and with uh, Jeff and Matt Hardy. Okay, well, Darby, you know, that goes back. Him and the Butcher, they had one match, and uh, Butcher got hurt, was out for a little bit. And when they had this recent match, you can see, you know, that singles match, the Butcher was selling his hand, the same hand Darby had hurt. Long-term storytelling, keeping up with it there. And just the way he was ragdolling Darby around, and he got protected with a count-out uh, loss. But again, you know, he wasn't there to win, he was there to hurt Darby. And then some of these plunder brawls that they've had, some of these street fights, and all these other types of matches. Now, I will admit, the tables match with the Hardys and uh, the Butcher and the Blade, uh, that didn't come across 
as good expensive because they tried to put rules in and it wasn't explained very good and and that one was you know, left a little bit but the other little you know street bots uh, no dq stuff and when they were at the pay-per-view and butcher blade made an appearance and then when you got jeff hardy jumping off a ledge off the side of a wall through them they're there to make these guys look good even with the butcher against wardlow you know the butcher's in the best shape of his life he's looking mean looking fair but he knows what his role is his role is to put the baby face wardlow over and he did that and then the following week you got the butcher the blade and uh, and helico against the blackpool combat club they got in a enough offense to make it look credible and then there at the end i loved how you know butcher and wheeler yuda their interactions and then even at the end when they're all three putting on their submission stuff and yuda instead of going after one of the um you know the blade or in helico he's going after uh, the butcher and putting that choke on him there and you know it just made it look really really good because I don't care how big a guy you are. If you can get them in a proper chokehold, you can put them out. So all that looked credible, it looked believable. And the Butcher and the Blade are there and they are just just great heels. And I love how they, they depend on them. They, it tells you what Tony Khan thinks of them as being in-ring workers that you know they're in a lot of matches they're on dynamite rampage and they're getting there and now that goes to the bunny in her role here you know she's been in some main event matches on dynamite and rampage um her and uh tay conti uh or her penelope ford against tay and anna jay you know that went on i thought that feud went a little bit too much and a little bit long until i saw the payoff when they had that women's street fight and the blood and everything, it's like, okay, these girls are really wanting to show something. So the bunny is, I think, very underrated because she can do some good in-ring matches and stuff. And she, uh, she will use brass knuckles. She will cheat. She will rake the eyes. She'll do whatever. Her facial expression, just like she's just plumb crazy. You know, and um, they put her in these matches, and yeah, she, she loses a lot, but, you know, I think they depend on her, just like they brought in Tony Storm, they had her against the bunny, and, you know, that also is a, to me, says a lot about a wrestler, if they are like a gatekeeper, like they said used to be the uh, one, two, three kid, you know, Sean Walton. They would put somebody in and he would see if they could go. Well, I think that's the same principle that if, even if they get beat, if you got Bunny there and you're giving her TV time, excuse me, phone ringing. Um, sorry about that, phone ringing. Um, but I think that's something really good that they trust Bunny to work a good match against somebody debuting or something like that. And uh, she can let them have a win, let them get some momentum. I think that's pretty good. So when you got the butcher, the blade, and the bunny, all three being these 
just great mid-card hills. Uh, they get some winds on dark and dark elevation. And I know people put that down and say, oh, well, that's the B show or whatever. But I actually enjoy dark and elevation. I actually do. Because sometimes they do have some uh, bigger name people on there uh, in an actual match and not everything is just enhancement talent. And sometimes they'll have promos and they'll have little storyline things. And there's only so much TV time that everybody can get. So, I mean, I enjoy it. And uh, it's whatever you like and uh, whatever your preference is. But they will get some victories there. And like on Dark, you know, it's taped at Universal Studios. And they'll do multiple tapings of that in one weekend. But when you think about, you know, elevation, it comes on right before Dynamite and taped right before Dynamite and Rampage. So, they're still getting put to wrestle before a big crowd, and I've been to some of these AEW events, and uh, dark elevation matches have been really good, and the crowd's gotten behind it, so, you know, they can have their time on there, and then they make their appearances on Dynamite and Rampage, and I just think they're great. I do. I have so much respect, and uh, I really enjoy what they're doing, the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny, hoping they stay in AEW for a long, long time because wrestling companies need heels like this. And you know, my show's all about heels. And you gotta have some people there that uh, are gonna lose, but they don't mind to cheat. You know, they'll act a little crazy, they'll beat people up, they'll do that, and yes, they'll take the loss. But it's okay, because that's what a, a heel does. At the end of the day, people wanna see good over evil. So, it is what it is, but uh, I just thought I would bring that out a little bit today and talk about these guys and give them a little props and give them some respect. And, uh, oh, another thing. Uh, Michael Hamlet of Walk Culture, I don't know if any of y'all listen to Walk Culture Wrestling, uh, he has come up with a thing about um, the blade. Exactly what the criteria is. It may be cage match uh, or one of those websites where fans rate uh, an episode, whether it be Dynamite, Rampage, Raw, or SmackDown, and they give it a rating. Uh, and I'm not really, I haven't seen it, so I'm just going by what he said, but I did think it was interesting. But it said uh, some of the highest fan ratings of Dynamite. Uh, I don't think he was talking about Rampage, but Dynamite. Some of the highest fan ratings of Dynamite have been shows that have one common uh, factor on it. The Blade was on all of them. So, I don't know. Just gives you something to ponder. Good conspiracy theory. So, the next time you're watching an episode of Dynamite and the Blade is on there, either in a promo or a match or whatever, See if it's one of the better Dynamite episodes. Now, that's something I'm keeping an eye on. But look at some of these mid-card heels. Uh, whatever your favorite company is, AEW, WWE, Impact, whatever. And start giving them some attention and see the psychology. See how they do. Because like I said, the, the mercenary gimmick is great. They can lose and take losses. 
and still be over because like I said, they're not cutting promos about getting titles. So I think they've got a good future ahead of them in AEW. So uh, just be on the lookout for the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. And uh, you can tell me what you think down in the comments below. See how they're going now. I know Andre, uh, Andre Andrade has been off air um, for the last couple of weeks, um, and I think I've seen some reports him and uh, Charlotte Flair are getting married. So don't know how long he'll be off TV. So curious to see uh, will the Butcher and the Blade just still be wrestling? Will they, um, you know, since they are mercenaries, will they? go to another faction or team up with someone else so i'll be curious to see what they do but uh, i do enjoy their work so definitely want to give some love to them all right so this is just a little short bonus episode i wanted to throw your all's way uh, remember you can find this podcast on spotify google apple all those be sure to follow don't mind I'd really appreciate it give me a five-star review you can find me uh, at Hillbilly Hill and find information about this podcast and uh, we just wanted to drop this little bonus episode for all my fans and followers and we appreciate everything uh, I'll be dropping another episode this weekend so be on the lookout for that and until the next time there's the real truth then there's the hill truth